Welcome to another episode of Live at the Family Barbecue with your boy, A Wizzle for Shizzle, my nizzle, and Imani for Fabi, Bobby, Kimosabi. What's up, money? How you doing, Mir? Uh, you know, I'm doing, I'm doing all right. That's good. I'm doing, I'm doing pretty good today, man. How you doing? You're doing pretty good. Got some sun. LA is burning up. LA is pretty hot. Today was pretty hot. You know what's worse than a heat wave? No air conditioning in a heat wave. That is very true. Second worst? Not being able to go to the pool that's right outside your window when it's a heat wave. Sun flickering off of it. Nice out there. Chairs, benches, layouts, and we can't touch the pool because we are in lockdown mode. Everything is shut down. So America, uh, it was real tough walking out to the balcony today. About 88 today. About 88. Sun felt very good. But it was nice. Like it wasn't horrible. It was like nice, like super nice. And just looking at that pool, perfectly sit, clean, and we couldn't go near it. That hurt. Put your feet in. Can't even put a toe in. That hurt. That hurt. So, uh, let's make sure we are doing what we got to do to make sure this is over with as soon as possible. Because I don't know how much more I could take. I'm going to be honest with you. So to all my all my niggas out there uh, getting ready to go through this heat wave, whether you're in California or not, you know, big ups, bless up, stay focused. I know it's tough. And make sure you get out there and do your runs and your workout if you're working outside super early. You don't want to be doing all that in 97. I think it's going to be 94, 95 tomorrow. I'll be doing my runs super early because I ain't trying to burn up too crazy. So keep that in mind. Money, money. We watched that last episode uh, of the show that was blessed by your parents. Not by your parents. By your appearance. Making the cut. Yeah. Yeah. There was a uh, interesting turn of events. Yeah. I don't know how much you want to give away. Um. But uh, just give us some of your thoughts on this last episode for some of the people who may not have watched it. What you, well, what they can expect. I guess how you felt about what happened at the end and where do you think it goes from here? You know, for the models, for the designers, like what, what, what do you think? Um, I actually do enjoy the show. I think it's very interesting to see the designers behind the scenes. I think everybody that made it towards the end was um, pretty talented. Uh, I'm not mad at the top two. I think they, uh, I think they were both nice. Mm -hmm. They're both pretty nice. And um, overall, I think I might agree with 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 the winner. If they had to choose out of those two, I think I do. He was pretty consistent as well. Yeah, he was pretty consistent, um, and I just think 
all around, he'd, he'd be a good brand mm-hmm. or whatever. So I think that does kind of, the show kind of helps you look at things more from a brand perspective too and like globally as opposed to just what you like. Yeah. You kind of got to think about the world and stuff and that's what it's about. So it's a, it's a good show. That's a good point. That's definitely a good point because the, the world is very globalized at this point. Nothing is just an American thing or Japanese thing at this point, especially being one click away from everything, one promotion away, one video, yeah. one something like you could find out about anything. So, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Uh, I definitely think that they should have like combined this, what they did, but also combined like an America's Next Top Model aspect too, where it's like they were like following the models because like we had some drama, bro. <laughs> It would have been cool. It would have been pretty like lit. Oh yeah, I forgot about some of that story she told me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Wait a minute. So, do you think it should definitely come back for a second season? I think Jeff so. Bezos got the fucking money. So, who is that? Oh, the guy who owns uh, Amazon. I definitely think it should come back for for another season. I bought something because whoever wins each episode. One of their looks is like featured mm-hmm. on Amazon. I ended up buying something that one of the winners from like maybe th- four or five episodes ago did. A work. That's cool. Yeah. I mean, that was a good idea, honestly. Like the whole theme is just like, you know, whoever wins, like their joint goes up like this. It was a cool idea. Yeah. It's pretty, cool. pretty different. There pretty is. Different, so. You know what my favorite part of the episode was? Seeing that dude's face when they when they said you got a million dollars. Oh, <laughs> honestly. Yeah, my favorite part for the whole season, of course, is watching you walk and you trying to close. But Thanks, man. that last episode, like seeing that man joy, like bro, I got a million. I think it like actually made me happy. Yeah, for sure. It made me happy for sure, especially when you know yours is coming too, like. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But it's just cool to see someone work really hard. Cause I think you said he's been working on for like 15 years. Yeah, I mean. Yeah. Ain't no shortcuts, bro. Ain't no shortcuts, bro. But that's worth it. A million dollars, you get to do a brand or a line with Amazon. Uh, all the exposure you get from the TV show, obviously. Like that's fifteen. That's fifteen years well spent. So true. You know what I'm saying. So my question is, what you what's gonna be the first thing you do when that Millie hit? The first thing I do. Don't say no nigga shit. First thing I do is. That's a hard thing. <laughs> first, why is it so hard to think of what I do first? Wow. I mean, it's better to have to think about it than, you know, just go right off an of impulse and just say some wild shit and the next thing you know you only got $10,000 left over yeah man you buy a fucking Bugatti or something I probably invest like a half 500000 
That's cool. I've been watching The Richest Man in Babylon. I'm not really watching. I read The Richest Man in Babylon. Real good book about like finance and how you build wealth. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, first thing he said was like 10% of everything you get like stored away. Like 10% of everything you get stored away. 10% of everything you get goes to ties. The next 10% stored away. Yeah, Continue. I mean. Yeah, it's still 10%. What? I said that's still 10%. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, that's what he said. So 10% put it away, and then you invest that money to make more money, you know, once you've accumulated enough to put it into something else. Right. And make that money make more money. But he said, yeah, 10% of everything. So that's something I have uh, just started doing. 10%. Boom, boom, boom. But I think, all right, just on some pure being responsible, um, I'm probably getting us a table at, you know, Nobu, something crazy, you know, just a nice dinner where we can discuss how we should strategize with this million dollars. What should we do with this million dollars to turn this into 10 million? Let's just start with that. Let's start. How can we flip this to 10? You know what I'm saying? How can we add one more zero to it? So I get y'all, the family, some other smart folks with us and just do that there. On some pure having fun after we didn't figure that out, I'm probably traveling for like three months. Three months? <laughs> nah, probably like a month. I travel I for a month. Nah, not three months. I travel, nah, I travel for a month though. I'll probably do something, yeah, something real, real fun. Maybe hit a few continents, you feel me? Real baller. Yeah. Do some Brazil, a little Africa, hit Australia. A little Africa. No. Then take it right on up to Asia one time. I think that's how I'd do it. Yeah. I agree with that. Nice hotels. Get you some food. Like, really. Just immerse yourself in the world, bro, for a minute. Like. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, bro. Yo, I felt like I got that million when that nigga hit that shit on that that episode earlier today. I was like, ooh, nigga, I can't wait. A million cash, bro. A million cash. Yeah, I can't wait, bro. So. Anyway. How what did you take any like I mean just being around uh those I mean was it what did you see out of them like as far as like work ethic? I know you wasn't around them maybe like all the time, all the time like that, but like was it anything you kinda picked up being around some of those folks? Like, cause these was ten people, I'm sure it was like tens of hundreds of thousands of people who tried to get on that show. And these were like the, the ones mm-hmm. because the ones of the sector was there anything you kind of took away from just being around that talent um even Naomi and them too like I don't know I think for me it was more so like I don't know I wouldn't say I necessarily picked up anything from being around the designers mm-hmm. but um I think mostly I just learned that you know it was just further confirmation just to like not stop 
Mm. You know, because it's like even with Johnny, it's just like he had been doing that for 15 years. Um, Had to close one of his stores because it wasn't doing well at that location. So he opened up another one at a different location. And it's just like you're doing all of that work. You know what I mean? Like you don't know that in 15 years you're going to be on this show and get that a million dollars. You know what I mean? He could have been like, man, this store didn't work out. Let me go get this corporate job. But it's like he kept going, like not really knowing, like, you know what was going to happen. Mm-hmm. And then the show came about and that's where he got his million dollars. So it's just like, you just got to keep going, man. Yeah. You just got to keep going. And then, yeah, that being my second time around Naomi Campbell, it's like, Lord, what does this mean? <laughs> like, what? <laughs> This is not no coincidence. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, just trying to take it all in and look at things as confirmations that I'm doing the right thing, you know. Looking for them little signs. Yeah. So for me, just being there was just a blessing. That was a sign that doing the right thing, man. For sure. For sure. For sure. Yo, awesome insecure, bro. Awesome insecure. Awesome insecure. Could you be besties with one of your ex's bulls? They current bull. If I met her under the circumstances that Issa and Condola met, where I didn't know it at first, and she was like hecka cool, probably not. But <laughs> if I met her. I just knew you were about to say probably, yeah. <laughs> If I met her under the circumstances that Issa and Condola met and we were working on a project and it was going heck of well, and then I found out, it's like, let's finish this project and then I'm going to X you out of my life. You wouldn't tell her that, but it'd just be on some like... Yeah, just let it fade out out or whatever. Yeah. That's how I do it. What about you? That'd just be weird, bro. Like, I don't know. That's yeah, that's a weird situation. I don't think I could be besties with the nigga, like you know what I'm saying? But it'd be weird if it's like a situation like almost like you said, where it's like y'all was hella cool and then you find out. Uh well, I think just on some not making it weird type shit, like a nigga would low key have to be like, nah, bro, like, you know, I respect you, my nigga, like what? You not going to be his friend? Not like that, bro. Dang. Uh, we could do business, though. Business is business. We could definitely do business. Like they was doing. But, yeah, it's just weird. What if you didn't know, you know, they were dating, and he invited you over for dinner, and then you pull up, and your ex is making the dinner? Because that's his girlfriend. You going to say something there, then and there? I feel like that's on her to say something because she was like with him. Like to say something then and there. You know what I'm saying? I feel like, you know, if like the next time you speak to him, like ain't nothing been said or something like that, then it's like, all right. Like I tried to give her that. So you wouldn't say nothing at the dinner? Not at the dinner. So he's going to be like, hey, what's up, Mir? This is my girl. Mm-mm. You're gonna be like, oh, nice to meet you. That's like, oh, you mean like, yeah, I see what you're saying. I mean, see what you're saying. I thought you was on something like, oh, no. we met before. 
that would be weird. Yeah, yeah. Nah, yeah. Now I'm kind of thinking about it. It's weird either way. I don't know, bro. Like, that's like... <laughs> hey, bro, it's like, that's one of them judges. It's like, I, will, I hope I'm never in that situation ever. It's like... <laughs> like you said, you can't, you can't win. It's going to be awkward. Like, it's going to be awkward, but it's better for you just to get it out of the way right there. It's exactly. definitely better for you to get it out of the way right there, so... Because then you're going to get hit the, with the why you didn't say something. Yeah. And you don't want to come off as a snake ass nigga. Yeah, there's just just get it out the way. Yeah, so get it out the way, brother. How do you feel about insecure this season so far? Um, a lot of scenes we've had to fast forward through. It's getting a little raunchy. And I feel like the episodes are just too short for all that to be going on. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I, I think that's kind of adding to it being like a little bit slower. Like I, I felt like last season was like that too. It's like you know, it kind of like sped up towards the end of the last. Uh, yeah, the last season kind of speeded up towards the end. But yeah, it's like when you're only doing like eight episodes and they like thirty minutes a piece. Probably really not even thirty minutes. Probably somewhere around like twenty five, twenty seven. And then you got like three, four sex scenes that's taking up probably about five of those minutes. You're talking about 20 minutes a show. Yeah, it just, yeah, it slows it down. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. I feel what you're saying. I feel like they both, yeah, last, this season and last season started off a little bit slow. I don't think it's like necessary. Like, we get it. People are in a relationship. Like we get it. Like everything doesn't have to be like so in your face. Yeah, it seems like it's getting a little over sexualized. Yeah, it's not really like I don't feel like it really adds to anything for me. It doesn't make it any more relatable. Like it's just. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't even. I've never. I didn't watch um, Sex in the City, mm-hmm. so I don't know enough about it to know if it's if it was like the same type of deal with it. Yeah. Or if the or if the episodes were as long and things like that, so that that'd be interesting. I might have to go back and watch it just to see. But I um, think insecure accurately portrays blackness. Did we talk about black as fuck Mm-mm. last time? Even oh, we probably talk about that in a sec. But mm, no, not necessarily. I mean, I think. It's interesting, bro. Like, even on a dating scene, like, I think it's just funny. Like, Issa does a good, like, she does a good job making shit. Like, it's funny. Like, and in her own way, like, she's good at doing the awkward, like, weird, you know what I'm saying, type of funny stuff. She adds that to it and it makes it kind of funny. And then there's some situations where it's like, okay, like, I could kind of see, like, how that's relatable, you know, in a general type of way. But, uh, Nah, not necessarily. Uh, I, I, I don't think so. But I, again, I don't even know. Like, what do you think the main? Do you think the main purpose of insecure is to explore relationships, or is it to explore blackness, like, or blackness in relationships, like, <laughs> like, like you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. Like, I, I feel like. 
I don't know. At one point, I thought I think I thought like the early seasons was more so like dealing with like your internal like coming of age, like you know how you how you choo- choosing like to step into your adulthood, almost kind of like you know even with. Lawrence trying to figure out how who he was, what he was going to do. Same thing with, like, Issa in that same type of way. And then I think it's kind of, like, shifted to just, like, oh, we just exploring, like, dating almost mm-hmm. or different, like, relationship scenarios. Like, because I feel like the characters don't necessarily grow. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm just seeing, like, different relationship um, circumstances, if that mm-hmm. makes sense. Like, I, I don't know. Yeah, I would. I would think. I think it's more so like relationship based. Mm-hmm. Um, I think yeah, like you said, it's more so relationship based, but it's like with emphasis on like her character and like how her character kind of like navigates through different stuff. Mm-hmm. So in that way, you know, you know that's she's a black woman like how she handles things is how she handles things you mm-hmm. know what I mean but mm-hmm. I think it's yeah specific for her character I, I wouldn't say that it's like a show that just like represents like all black people and it's just like poor <laughs> black people yeah but yeah like different aspects of blackness and shit like that yeah I don't know if we really even have a show like that bro I don't think we do yeah. yeah. I mean, you know what? Honestly, I don't. I mean, we might not necessarily need a show like that. You know, I think I yeah. think it's. Uh, I don't think it's like a one size fits all type thing where you gotta, you know, have a show where it represents that. So I think it's cool to show like different ask different shows for different things. Yeah, I agree. You know, what I'm saying like that, and even making it more general. I but agree. Um, now, when you choose to say that you are trying to represent it like I feel like black as fuck was low key they're projecting it like we want this show to show you blackness like you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. from the title like all the way to you know all the way down like we want you to show you just how black people are mm-hmm. and that's like you said I don't know if I get that from like even though I only seen like part of an episode but even like people who kind of been telling me about it like little different things about it. it's like yeah i don't know <laughs> <laughs> yeah i don't know i was like i was like what black family let their kids call their daddy a dickhead like yeah i don't know just watching it i don't know if that the main guy kenya whatever i don't know if because the show is about him and his family so how he acts in the show, like, I'm not sure if that's how he, like, actually acts, like, in person. That's just personality. Mm-hmm. But in this show, it just seems, like, forced. Like, it just seems forced. Maybe some people are forcing their blackness, bro. Maybe. That's another thing. Like, I don't know. It's just weird. Like, he'll randomly have a conflict with his white assistant. Like over nothing it's just like all right like okay we're black we we hate white people <laughs> like it's just kind of oh dude it's like extra yeah 
it's just a little like not realistic. Yeah, because motherfuckers don't really go through life like that, bro. To be honest with you. Like, when things come up, it's like, those are like things we discuss amongst ourselves and things like that. Yeah. But, yeah. That's just, yeah, it's interesting. I feel like, and that's why I feel like sometimes, like, we just got to get back to, like, just being ourselves and authentic storytelling as opposed to just talking about a struggle bro like i feel like there's so many like it's so much beauty in just like our lives and like you know our culture in itself and like things we do like i seen another movie oh, i forgot to send you the preview for it but dude from moonlight the dude who played the second oldest so not like him and his youngest but like the teenage version mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. him the dude from the first Shaft movie with uh, Samuel Jackson, Peoples, I mm-hmm. forgot his name, and then uh, the nigga from Oakland who's supposed to be Candyman, the new Candyman. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's a story about uh, a dude losing his dad in jail, then he grows up mad. And then he ends up doing the same thing. His daddy was doing selling drugs, gets in trouble, <laughs> goes to prison. And I was like, I'm seeing niggas all the time like, oh, man, this shit looks good. We got to go see. We got to go see. We got to support this. And it's like, bro, like, I get it. Like, I know, like, we, you know, struggle is a part of, like, us coming into this country and, like, it's deeply ingrained into it. But I'm like, bro. I feel like it's just so many more stories and so much like funner stuff and more interesting things we could tell yeah. like and still have those things involved with it. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like you can still talk about the struggle of being a black man or a black woman within stories about, I don't know, like a nigga like paying for himself to be to go to hair school or for herself to go to hair school or something like that like mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying like it's just like i feel like we got so many stories like it don't got to be the same shit like a cop killing us uh you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. it's like so because i feel like like that's what we starting to make blackness as like this whole like struggle thing yeah you know as opposed to like it just being like it's beautiful like it's, it's beautiful being a black person and growing within yourself finding yourself in a country that's not necessarily geared towards making you successful you know yeah. but so many of us have found a way to be successful you know what i'm saying doing regular everyday shit yeah. you know what i'm saying so that's what i think it is man it's like you know fuck the struggle bus man we we got to get up off that shit. True. I creativity. It's a lot more creativity in our stories. Last thing, and I think yeah, that's pretty much it. We well, me, Imani, mom, we got a pleasant surprise about a few days ago. Not sure if any of you know, but um, those business grants hit. So, you know, you get up to like $1,000 per yourself, per employee. So those actually came through. Um, and this is separate from the stimulus check. This is for anybody who has their own business or is conducting business, you know, as, you know, as their own business outside of just like your regular job. Mm-hmm. Um, so I actually think 
Congress signed a bill for $480 billion more dollars. Um, but I think this one is going to be real hospital heavy and things like that. I got to read up on it some more. So I don't know if they're going to be giving out as much to like the, the you know regular everyday businesses and stuff. But uh, we'll keep you posted next week when we read up on it some more. But definitely be checking into it. Also, if you run any business through Squarespace, uh, they just dropped one. They sent me an email today. So you might want to look into that. So, uh, yeah, take advantage of this. Uh, it's money you guys you know do your part uh, do what you can invest stack up save be smart and uh Squarespace hopefully we'll be out of this shit soon man that's all I that's all I'm really thinking about <laughs> yeah I wanna jump in that pool bro <laughs> man you ain't been in it since you moved here I know bro it's, it's real it's real grimy like but yeah that's about it yeah. That's about it. If you guys see things for grants, look into them. Don't just count it out. Because that's exactly what I was going to do. Yeah. And then they so, they're so, I really, this is honestly what I believe. They're so backed up and there's so many people, like, questioning about the shit, doing the shit. Mm-hmm. I don't even think they're, like, really going through the apps as much as they probably even should like you know what i'm saying yeah like on some like thorough like should i get them this money type shit like no nah, i think it's like okay everything checked out like okay boom like let's send it out they right. got it in first first come first serve type shit so keep that in mind ladies and gentlemen keep that in mind <sighs> so uh you got anything else man mm, no well, as I always like to say, move forward in peace, love, light, and tranquility. You know the strategy. All you got to do is execute. Like young Imani over there. Never give up. Never quit. Keep moving forward. And you shall be what you're supposed to be. Imani? (laughs) Niggas is weird, bro. (laughs) If. The suggestion is one, take two. Hakuna Matata. (laughs) Peace.